What is up, entrepreneurs? Welcome to the Video Simplified Podcast with me, your host, Diana Gladney. And this podcast is dedicated to you, helping you simplify the video creation process so that you can reach wider and connect deeper with the people that need you the most. Whether that's understanding YouTube and the strategies on how to build a channel for your business or understanding some of the tech and how to get past your fear of being on camera, learn a little bit about the camera so you can actually use it and actually leveraging video for your business. So if you're ready, to get started, let's dive right into this week's episode. What is up, entrepreneurs? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Video Simplified Podcast with your hostess, the mostess, Diana Gladney. This week, I want to talk about the note system that I use when I am trying to decide on honestly coming up with a video idea and how that idea progresses along in just the workflow of the normal flow of things. So I want to talk about that and It surprises a lot of people that I don't have maybe a more complex system of how I go about creating because I don't think you need to have some super ridiculous, long, drawn out process to get you to point A, B and then C. It literally is that simple. And the more steps that you add to complicate the workflow, the more frustrating that things become. And the one thing when it comes to setting up and creating your systems is that your systems have to work for you. Otherwise, they don't serve you. If you're creating something that is so complex, it is hard for you to remember all of the individual steps. It's gonna be even harder for you to transition that process to a team, to a group of people and teach them how to do it. And furthermore, for your team to start teaching other team members on how to do a thing. If you're trying to do anything past yourself, the system If it doesn't work for one, it will not work for 100. It won't work for 10. And so you have to go through and really think through how are you creating overall, look through how your systems are done. And if the systems aren't efficient, refine, refine, refine. And so if you're not thinking about this, you're just kind of doing stuff. Now is a really, really good time to slow down, to speed up. And that's kind of where that particular saying honestly comes in handy of slow down to speed up. Let's slow down and actually look at what you're doing and how is this working? Is it even working at all? Or does it feel like every time you're getting ready to put something together, it literally is starting from scratch or it feels all over the place. When you think about creating, where's the first point of contact? Where's the first system going to start at? For me, That is always going to start with my Apple Notes and Google Notes. I don't go past any specific uh, service or tool because that is something that is always going to be available no matter where I am or what I'm doing. So if I'm on my phone, I can save an audible note uh, of not like the service audible, but I can actually save a voice memo within Google Notes, within Apple Notes. To the point that it'll even try to tr- uh, transcribe that a bit. But that whole audio recording is going to be baked into there. I also title the thing exactly what I'm thinking or what I'm thinking to call it. Even when I'm thinking of a video idea, I'm never going to tell myself um, video about XYZ lens. So, it, for example, the Sigma 16 lens. I'm never going to say just do a video about the Sigma 16. I'm literally going to completely outline every visual aspect of what I'm thinking about in that moment so that that idea is fully captured and not where the idea is just like, I'll hear it. And it's like, what did I want to say? 
what did I want to create or what was my original idea, especially as time has passed. It literally takes a day for you to start forgetting what was I meaning to do with this? Or even if you check back with this a month, let's say this is something you're doing for later on down the road. If you come back to that note a month later, how clear is it then for you to figure out what you wanted to do? When I started coming up with this, it was at the point I was going through mentorships. And when you're working with a mentor, they do not have to repeat themselves. Not that they aren't kind enough to at times, depending on who you're working with, but they shouldn't have to. So I would take the initiative to record the conversation with their permission and then go back and have my notes of what I'm thinking at the time of the call and then listen again probably within the next hour or so, or if I was at work and I was on lunch break when I had that call and then have time set aside as soon as I would get home or something like that, or even to the point I would, you know, kind of let my numbers drop at work so I could capture that idea or something to log off or whatever. Um, It was worth the little minor hit at work for me to do that. I'm making sure that I'm capturing my real time thoughts and then the new thoughts or the expounded thoughts later on. And nothing has honestly changed from that time to now. But a mentor should never have to repeat themselves because you weren't taking adequate notes or you didn't hear them well. At least that's my belief system. Because of that, that now puts more pressure on me being in the mentor spot or even for me executing my own ideas. Now I shouldn't have to repeat myself even to myself. So if I'm taking notes in my Google notes or in my Apple notes and I do use both, the reason why and not, let's say something like a Trello, because I've tried that um, or anything else like that, because it makes me beholden to trying to import an idea into a process and it's not ready yet. When you go through that, you I may have uh, and do have specific spaces and places where I have nothing but total brain dumps and where this stuff lives. I know some people love Notion even, and I've tested and tried that. But for me personally, Google Notes, Apple Notes always work because I always have my phone. Even my Apple Watch can have my notes on it or I can have where I have a quick button on my watch to start an audio recording. Uh, And that way I'm always capturing exactly what I'm thinking. So when it comes to titling that, if I have an idea of a working title or the angle that I want to come at something, I'll name it exactly that. If I'm going through and I'm titling uh, or what are potential titles or things that I'm thinking about that kind of initiated that, then I'll roll with that. If I know what ideas that I want to start with, let's say I have bullet points, you have all that stuff available in Google, Apple Notes, and I'm literally just capturing. That is the whole point of the Google Notes, Apple Notes thing is just the capture. Um, Even if I was, you know, when I was trying Trello and I was trying Notion and all this other stuff, those are cool, but they aren't as accessible as the Apple and Google Notes. Those also sync across devices almost instantaneously. So if I'm going from my watch or my phone to my computer or something, I don't need to think twice about that. Like everything is already done. It's ready to go. So that being the case, I can go from computer to phone, phone to computer and back and forth and never lose a beat. When I'm going through, I will try to list out, like cover this thing. I'm not trying to be super succinct. All I'm doing is capturing the rawest and purest form of that idea. That is my only goal. When I get to the point that I've written as much as I can, sometimes hearing my own voice re-triggers my initial thoughts. So I'll know where I was at when I was 
capturing that idea. I'll know the the thought that, that I was thinking and the clarity of it. It just comes back better when I'm listening to myself. So I'll say, for example, zoom in real close where you see the numbers where it's like says uh, 16 millimeter at F1.4. Um, get a really close uh, B-roll shot of that. I'm thinking of using the Sony's uh, ZV-1 and putting the macro lens on there to get what I need. Loosen up the ball head to the tripod so that I can do a nice, really smooth pan at the same time. So it's not just a close up, but it's kind of like panning and tilting. Like I'll go through the most minute version of the details uh, and exactly how I'm envisioning this to get that clarity in the idea captured. That is like my only goal. Past that, once I take this from now the raw form of the idea and I'm moving this into doing something else with it. So it's going off to uh, research. It, that literally is the thing. It's like I'll set a deadline for you can set reminders and that works fine as well. It's like especially if you're doing Google or something like that um, or like the Google suite. So we use G Suite in the company. I don't mind setting reminders for that, but I have intention of same day processing when I try to set stuff aside for later, it never worked simply because you lose, you lose all of the idea, the creative juices that you had, all this stuff goes away. It would just, it just wind up being better for me to do same day execution. So I make sure I'm taking it from the raw form of the idea. And now I'm taking this off to schedule it for research. So I'll put a date for research. Now at this point, like I've trained my assistant to do this, uh, what I would do it's pretty much the same thing. You open up a, a Google document so that I have spaces for the different titles that I'm researching, um, the thumbnail ideas of what are what's currently versions that are out there that's kind of touching on this, what's the angle. Then we'll start going through the process of how can we actually research this from the name to the title to the comments, the commonly asked questions, and on and on. Based on that, and how we now will take this video and move it forward through research. It's the same levels of, of execution that you probably, or maybe you should have in place for researching your content. Now that can take a little bit of time simply because we're going through this in layers, every facet of the video from the description, the title text, all that stuff of what I want to do and how that'll work. Then at that point, now I'm starting to take this to my next step, which brings us into this week's gear fix. This week's gear fix is TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy is a fantastic tool when it comes to your YouTube content creation. And if you are wanting to really systematize how you're doing stuff, this makes it super easy when I'm starting to go through the research phase on YouTube because a part of that research is actually using YouTube.com. And so because this plugin works well and like it's already a part of the Chrome browser system so you can install it, what we'll do so now start to use TubeBuddy and go through so we can, once we solidify the title or we have the working titles, we can have that stuff there, descriptions. And I love the SEO uh, studio that you can start to walk through every little part of your video and have that stuff saved. So before there's ever a thumbnail, before there's ever a video, we have the written side of this completely set aside and ready together and ready to go. So I just absolutely love using this. You can check out the link, go to dine.link forward slash TubeBuddy. If you want to get access to a free trial, go ahead and check it out. I highly encourage that you do so. So now that I'm beginning to process the idea for how I'm going through and creating this content, now I want to look at 
like we start to set deadlines of when we want this done. I kind of already know how soon I want to execute this, but having this system, this very, very basic system of the ideation phase, the research phase, and then everything else for the actual production of it. It's like having the written side of this completely done makes total sense. The other thing that I'll start to do um, is either at the same time of research or it comes after. It just depends on the timing. I've not found where it makes um, a whole lot of difference for some videos, for others that are highly researched. We know that we want to rake for this. This is something we're trying to go wide with because this is now the goal with the video. And that's always the, the core fo- focal point that we have. Every video has to do a job. Every video is either designed to connect wider or go deeper, meaning if we're going deeper with our content, this is something that's for our people. Questions that they've asked or things that has come up in the live stream or whatever. Not that it won't serve people that are new to finding the channel or new to finding my content or whatever, but it's really designed to go deeper with my existing audience and community. When I have content that's designed to go wider, uh, it has that job specifically for rankability. So not everything is going to be in there. It may not be a 27 minute video if it unless it needs to be. It's very specifically crafted and curated to do a specific job uh, so that maximizes when we're trying to rank on YouTube. And so that's the thing. So what happens when the video serves both? I can probably hear that question churning in your mind. We serve the audience. So what is something, what are those questions that are specific to the audience that's here that already has X, Y, and Z tool in this example, like the Sigma 16? And what's something that people want to know if they're new? So you have to have that perfect blend of, knowing how much to cover without doing too much. And if it is something that's going to be too much, I don't have a problem with saying we're going to do this in a dedicated siloed out video so that you can see how that performs and so on and so forth. And that way people know that we're not addressing it in this core video. And it's not like on TikTok where it's like, join me for part two when I mentioned, no, it literally is no. That requires its own dedicated video. That's the best way to serve you in that way. And here's where you go to get that. And that's when you utilize stuff like your information cards and such. The other thing with this is when it comes to taking the notes and the bullets for how I want to go about and do this and create this video, um, it's not where I'm filling out a template so much. So I used to have like a template format of how I would go about creating. Um, But the more you find your own style and the way you honestly learn more about how you learn best, And that also teaches you how you can execute best. That's probably one of the two core most important things that you'll learn in being a creator is that you will learn how you learn best. So how do you need to receive information for you to get it? And then how do you best execute? And so I just found sometimes you're listening and you're learning from what other people are doing and you'll try it, trying it, trying it, trying it to the point to your own detriment because it's not working for you. And you need something else. That's how any of the systems and processes that I've designed and created. Yeah, it may start that I've learned from this person or it may start that that person's style of doing X, Y and Z influenced me initially. But then you find to do. uh, Yeah, they do that. I don't do that anymore. Or I I only do X, Y and Z. And this is what works for me personally, because after you do shoot a thousand videos, I know well over that, like between. Uh, YouTube and Facebook live streams that I did Facebook, especially early on uh, dedicated videos within groups and stuff like that, probably like 90 or so there. Like it just adds up over time. 
And so that being the case, when you go through and you're creating stuff, if you're only mimicking what other people do, it's fine to model after what somebody is doing. But at some point, um, you'll find those little nooks and crannies and ways to refine things to work better for you. And that's kind of how I've gone through it. And so what I use now is the rocket book. And I like this because I'm not trying to hold on to anything for a real long time. Uh, Initially, if I have a right now idea, that will come on a post-it note, like, or through an audio note or something like that. Once it comes in through there, next step is to flush out this idea. So I will take that stuff to Now, I won't type it out. I used to do like a bunch of Google Notes or or what have you. Once I'm starting to get a little bit more organized, then I'll take it to Google Notes. But I'll take those post-it notes and now I'll flesh that idea out on the Rocketbook. And then I could take a picture of that with my phone and through the application, I can upload that to the computer and have that completely uh, ready to go. But sometimes it just is easier for me to go through, look at the Rocketbook and I'll look at the Google Notes document if I'm fleshing that out there and I can put that to work um, for me there, that way I know exactly what's going on. The other thing is that what's cool with the rocket book, I can erase this once I'm done. I used to go through a ton of notebooks, a ton of printer paper, all that stuff. I don't anymore. I'm very much so simple in the process of how I do stuff and execute and simple in my workflow. Nothing should have to need to live on a hard drive for forever and nothing should have to be like, there's very little hardware, if you will, that's embedded into my systems and workflow. Now it used to be a bunch of notebooks, journals and hard drives, HDD drives and stuff like that, like eight terabytes, whatever. I don't need all that stuff anymore. We use cloud-based systems. Um, We have a workflow that stuff at some point will diminish. So I don't need to keep those original notes. I don't need to keep the post-it notes. I don't need to keep the Google docs, even to an extent at times, but I'd rather have that in a digital format than a physical format because it's less less clutter and it's searchable. That's the one thing with physical things is that like that HDD hard drive, the spinning disk in it gets skipped, chipped or whatever. It's screwed. That post-it note disappears, accidentally gets thrown away. That idea is gone. At least when I transfer that and you can have, you know, redundant backup systems for your digital workflow, then at that point, that works better for me. It, I've just found it to be much more seamless and then that's shareable and it becomes a process that is now something that can ex- expand beyond yourself. So we never hold anything too long. It has to move through a process because at some point, very quickly within a couple weeks or so, like this video is done and now developing a content system with my team that now takes us from being able to start a video by the time I upload and I've done uh, the work and stuff to record it. And we've gotten to that part when that footage gets uploaded and that video is now scheduled. Now is time is go time. We can have a video done and ready executed within 48 hours. Like it's ready to hit publish within 48 hours. We also have some micro content pulled for it. We have all kinds of stuff ready to go for that piece in 48 hours. That way we're never holding onto something. Projects aren't rolling over for forever um, and stuff like that. So just stuff that, again, the systems and the processes that you create have to be duplicatable. If they aren't duplicatable, then you really have to question how helpful are they really. So that's where I'm going to leave it for this week's episode. So if you're new here, come back around for next week's episode or go check out one of the other episodes that we have on the podcast. 
Again, this podcast is dedicated to you helping you simplify the video creation process. But if you know somebody else, they may be able to take advantage of that, want to get started in YouTube or starting creative videos, share the link with them. Kick them over one of the episodes that you found valuable or that you think would help them out the most. And if you haven't left a rating or review, be sure to do that. I highly appreciate it. And as I love to end all of my podcasts, the winds of life blows on us all, but it is how you set your sails. With that, guys, live a passion. I'll see you on the next episode of the Video Simplified Podcast. Take care. Simplified.